Mr. Shackman. Good morning, Mr. Burr. Not so yes. loud, not so loud. <laughs> Happy New Year. Well, I mean, yes, yes, Happy New Year. You know, it's all the, the festive festivities of the the New Year celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, what time did you end up leaving last night? Um, it was actually just after Jeremy drove Bert's car into the pool, and Bert was going yeah. to get his rocket launcher. I decided at that stage it was a good time to leave. Oh, so you missed the fire engine jousting. What? <laughs> it's probably best not to get into it. Uh, how's the first toast of 2021? Um... It's absolutely delicious. Uh, the butter, the butter came with uh, a periodic table, list of ingredients, you know, a, a page long. Consistency like caramel. Um, never tasted anything like that before. That was absolutely awesome. And the bread is absolutely pristine. It's perfect. It's the most magnificent, precise toast that I've ever ever eaten. Um, I'm a bit curious as to why it came with a lab coat, a stopwatch, and a very detailed set of eating instructions. I mean, I did I did try and follow them, but I'm not sure why nine chews per bite is now a rule. What What is going on? Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad it was good. Wasn't quite convinced that would happen, but okay, I'll, I'll pass on the compliments to, to the chef. Um, it appears he is somewhat mixing up the standard New Year's resolution and confusion. Um, now, he's getting very serious as, as he does. He, you know, he, he shifts and he, he goes all in when he shifts to his next new thing. He's getting very serious about alternative influences um, with his cooking. And so what you have before you is then the Scientos special. <laughs> I am ringing Nobel for that boy. <laughs> You're not going to want to speak to the chef afterwards? Time to go and park the fire engine in the pool. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, the car's still fitting in there. We basically just sit on top of the pool like it's walking in water. Toasting design, Shaka Shaka and Michael Burr, 2021. I'm sure this year's going to go much better. Why not? Why could, how could it not go well? And so what we're going to do is we're going to start off the year in, in sort of our, our actually somewhat differently. Um, in we are well, Mark and I are continuously looking at new information, not just for the purposes of trying to find nasty ways to trick students, but simply because we are interested in that and and we like to find new things and we're interested in, in finding and gaining new information. And so what we're going to start doing as a part of the intro for all these new episodes is talking about what recent things we've learned or what recent facts we've found out. Um, My first one for 2021 will be, it's a book recommendation. It's a book called 365 Days by Ronald Glasser. Is this guy a guy who finally figured out the calendar, 365 days? (laughs) Carry on, carry on, carry on. I ruined the first (laughs) one of these, I'm so sorry. So it, it, it's about the Vietnam War. It's about the fact that the soldiers, you, you had a, a tour of duty, which was 365 days. And it, it's a very depressing book overall, just because, I mean, that's just the nature of what that war was. Um, 
But what I found very interesting about it gives a very different perspective on warfare. I, I've read a lot of books on, on soldiers and special forces and stuff like that. But this is from the medical background. So a lot of the stories of the doctors, um, whether the doctors in Japan who had the hospitals there and the soldiers who sent there, or the hospitals in the field, or the medics in the field and, and how they handled it, as well as the stories they then heard. Over and above that way, it just gives you an idea on how people interact with the designs or a, a different viewpoint, which gives you those sort of uh, environmental factors, those other considerations to think about that you would never otherwise think of. When the problem is transport troop from location X to location Y through the forest, very often we'll see students and they'll look at all oh, this, is the obstacle and how much it takes to push over a tree. But one of the ones is, do you know how much water you actually need to take to support the troops? Yeah. And it's, I can't remember the exact amount, but it's a crazy amount those armored personnel carriers actually carried um, in the vehicles as they're then transported around. And it's something I would personally have not have thought of. And then in doing that layout, oh, cool, here we've got ammunition, here we've got fuel, here we've got the, per the troops, here we've got the driver, engine, all that. Who would have stopped and thought about water? And I even I, I then started doing Google searches afterwards to see if I could actually find alternate sources for how much water does it take, and there's nothing. Yeah. You can find in this book, they'll tell you the amounts, but it's nowhere else. And it's just another reason why, you know, reading these sort of texts on these sort of stories of, it doesn't have to be warfare, um, but on these on systems and vehicles and stuff in situations how you get this very different perspective on how things work and it's it's, it's worthwhile i think honestly good stuff nice. so that's, yeah so that's the first one so uh we'll get back to uh in terms of the main topic for today we're going to get onto a, a sort of a, a goldie but an oldie um the look at just a, a random spitballing of, of ideas right so let, let's with a, a random topic or a random idea see what comes out of it and the basic premise here is that very often whether it's a case of right i've got two ideas i need to quickly have an idea as to where this idea could progress to what it could become or right i think this is the problem what could a solution for this problem sort of be just to get a perspective on where the design is and sort of it's a planning it's almost a somewhat of a functional analysis it's a different point or a different style of it uh but it's a very important thing to do with design and something you need to be able to do relatively quickly. You don't want to waste, it's not wasting a week on it. It's just spend an afternoon or in our case, a very early morning and just go through and see what to come up with. So what's the first one? So let's say we have a stunt driver or a stunt performer. I couldn't find an actual, the best terminology for it. Uh, and they want to jump over the Leonardo in Santon. Um, I was looking up trying to find a, a topic for the, the third design projects and uh, this was throwing around. It probably won't be this because it turns out it's an interesting idea and very challenging. Um, so yeah, how are we going to do that? Okay, so the first thing always, 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 the the, the golden oldie advice as you, as you, as you put it earlier. Mm -hmm. Let's just take the word. So you put the word stunt in front of driver. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now why is the inclusion of a driver important? I mean, people will gather to see anything go over a building, won't they? However, there's there's yeah. an allure if there's some pink, fleshy, Dang soft, it. vulnerable thing yes. inside it. Okay, fine. So, yes. so we're basically kids, 2021. We are constrained to a piloted, driven, controlled by a human type thing, yes? 
there is a piloted person on it. Now, I think where I would take the word stunt is is that in, in many of those situations, the person's along for the ride. There, there is an element of skill, isn't it? But, you know, let's say if we look at the evil Knievel sort of jumps and stuff, once he's off that ramp, it's pretty much have you designed the ramp correctly and all that stuff. Has he got his speed thereafter? Have fun because that landing could be entertaining. All right. So for those of you that have paid attention, Mr. Sheckman just issued us with our concept one versus concept two. It can be human controlled or take along a passenger, but there's a human on board. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm just yeah. putting a little fork in the road there and that there's a human. Mm. It's either controlled or it's just a ride. And the cool thing with these ideas is you, you kind of need to figure them out. And we haven't even gotten to what the word drive uh, means or what yeah. we're trying to jump, fly, hop, um, move, climb, stick to, um, traverse, yeah. I- I- any of those kind of words. This is just, out of all the words there, I just picked the first one and thought, let's just break the problem down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think we need to go into trained versus untrained or any of that stuff. That's for much no, 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 further no. into the future. But there is a big yeah. difference in terms of whether this... It is a stunt, but whether it is a passenger versus a driver slash pilot, there is a mm-hmm. slight difference um, in yeah. terms of that. Okay, cool. Uh, the next word in that was driver, and we've sort of covered that already, in that it either is mm. controlled by them or not. Or controlled for a portion thereof. Okay, yes, fine. So controlled up to the uh, initiation of said jump, when we get to that word, or the sort of the, 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 the entire flight, as it were. Okay, and that brings us to stunt slash driver. Why are we doing this? Well, I mean, why do they ever do it? For a record, for entertainment purposes, to get a new contract for, you know... Excellent. So there is page one of the report right there, just checking. Problem definition, there needs to be a reason for this to occur. You've you've got enough stuff there. The crowd is bored. It's the giant (laughs) ripping off of a giant mask on the Leonardo building as the coronavirus is extinct, etc., etc., etc. Exactly. Okay, fine. Um, Okay, now now you mentioned a particular building. It just happens that that is the tallest building in Africa, which is almost complete or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. What uh, what problems are associated with that particular building? For me, it's not necessarily the building, but it's the, well, the building itself. It's the buildings around it, all the infrastructure and, and the sort of settings around it. Where do you launch from and where do you land? Ah, okay. So let's just, I've, I've actually just started to draw out the little things that would go into a mathematical equation. I was just thinking in terms of, you know, kinetic energy, potential energy, etc. So obviously the first thing there that I'd be worried about is it doesn't really matter what is around the building. There's a certain H term involved. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm just going to write down H. I wouldn't know off the top of my head how high that building is, but it's high. Um, Yeah. Okay, cool. And then obviously for anything to have a, a change in height there's some form of energy involved mm-hmm. and that energy obviously can't be lethal to 
people or other buildings or the building being hopped over well yeah now in, in that case that once again comes down to the initiation and the ending well at the top it's unlikely you're still accelerating over the top okay at least maybe not jump to too many conclusions but i, I would assume it's you are at your peak at least for the, the most sort of efficient route you are having just emptied out your kinetic well yeah, you still got kinetic energy but you, you're at your peak of p- potential energy at that point the dangers to the person is that initial acceleration to get you up to your required energy level to get to the top um, and the associated G's and, and so on and that landing um, so yes yeah I'm just going to go back to the start of this word equation of mm. stunt driver mm. over Leonardo building if we just go mm. back to the whole stunt okay so now mm-hmm. we're, we're doing this for the person or, or persons on board but more so for everyone else who's watching this either live or on YouTube mm. for years to come sure and what's more important the going up or the coming down what's always more exciting in terms of the stunt the, f- <laughs> the first bit or the second bit the second bit ah. you, everyone's expecting him to crash one Exactly. So everyone likes watching, yeah. you know, the downhill ski jump, but yes. it's the landing that gets your your attention. It's the <laughs> will will that idiot on a motocross bike make it over the seven caravans? Don't care about yeah. the jump at the start. Love the trajectory. Oh, is he going to make it? No, no, no. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh. Get the ambulance ready <laughs> and go splat. Yeah. Um, so somehow it's the end that's that's interesting, but. If if we were doing this as a as a mega proper design thing, we'd have to focus that there are what have I got now? Seven, eight, nine. Okay, I can just keep going. In terms of how to start this stunt versus how to end it, right? Mm-hmm. And all you need to do is look for inspiration. So you got to think: how do birds do it? How do insects do it? How does the Falcon Nine rocket do it? Um, you know, things mm-hmm. that go up that come down that do it the same way versus that do it differently i mean trees the seeds water and stuff gets carried up gets turned into a seed and the seed falls down what goes up and what comes down is in a slightly different form and Mm. it it just comes down to in terms of that stunt we need to make sure that in terms of safety etc we do not want something which is rocket propelled on the way up for a parachute to deploy and then oh, get yeah. blown by the wind on the other side because the front <laughs> half of the stunt is really cool, but the back end is lame. Yes. At the same yeah. time, we don't want some oak with a propeller on his back with a slow-ass parachute spend 20 bloody minutes climbing <laughs> in the building in a circle to then come down on rockets. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's... we need to work out what is required of this stunt in terms of there's a constraint with a height. There are energy mm. limits. So we could do this very slowly, in which case that's the minimum amount of energy required. And energy is also mm. going to be linked to things like acceleration and subtle other things. So for example, if we were to use rockets, we'd have to be very careful about the buildings nearby because any form of rocket can break glass with the noise. Now, yeah, it's really cool for the crowd, yes. but you don't want to damage anything. So there are there, there would be a, a an energy threshold um, it's cool enough to be super noisy, but that's 
the acceleration is going to be too slow and if it's too slow the stunt is marginal and if we lose one rocket then there's not enough thrust and if we go noisier than that we're going to break glass in this kind of sense in CBD so we need to we need to unpack that a little bit um, to work out what is the minimum required of of that and then obviously well, yeah, a, yeah. to me a stunt is a function of time sure so you can do something miraculous and if you do it very slowly it's not impressive think of that good yes. old trick of put your hand on a table and then use a, a pointy stick or a knife to like yeah, bang between your yeah, fingers yeah. the faster you do that the cooler you are <laughs> kids don't try that um, if you do it slowly but you do it for three days non-stop no one cares <laughs> yeah. so in terms of the you must break a Guinness record here there we go so you know and, and it comes down to that that word stunt we'd need to unpack and there'd be a variety of in your words options to define mm. what that stunt is and I don't know if, if we go right into it that there is only one definition for stunt and that's why this is a very no, nice no, no. very nice problem well I mean so, so when you're kind of getting into it, the, the whole idea of the rockets and stuff and you know you don't want to ignite a rocket on you know Oxford Street and uh, as you launch power down that street and lift off but I was thinking because I mean in a typical fashion we tend to in a way sometimes jump into the concepts the first idea I had was how you launch the ICBMs from submarines so you have a ramp launch off go vertical and then just as you clear the air then you ignite a rocket so once you clear the buildings and things so you reach zero acceleration at that point you reach your peak you're about to drop launch a rocket and then start flying towards yeah um i think yeah it's it's i think the half the point of doing those sort of like random thoughts is to give a you know you then right what's wrong with that and then help flesh out your sort of ideas and, and things and so I, I didn't actually initially think about do not activate a rocket on street level oh yeah okay that's a good idea okay cool how would i get around that um but it, it's a consideration then uh, for that and obviously rockets not the only way to do this um i'm now also thinking aircraft carrier arrest or uh, uh, catapult launch system um don't know what they would do in motorbike and and the other thing is you know i i when when now that i've got the high energy blah 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 i'm now thinking of cool. of words so i obviously there's there's fly there are a variety of different ways of flying whether you're projectile motion or controlled flight up and over this thing and then i, I started mm -hmm. to write down a couple of other words and one of them was roll and i thought how could you roll up and down a building and the thing is there are ways to do it which would be stunt worthy and ridiculously unbelievable so for example mm. if i just posed you uh what about riding a motorbike up the outside of the building you would instantly say, uh, but you, you know, friction is in the wrong direction and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but what happens if we now apply enough force to solve that problem? So, we have dude on motorbike, <laughs> goes up a ramp with an initial velocity, ends up riding up the outside mm -hmm. glass, but has a bunch of jet engines or rockets which basically are attached to shoulders or to the bike, which basically push the bike onto the glass so that the bike works normally and you could ride it on the way up and you could ride it on the way down because your brakes would work definitely oh I mean, look so i'd start that 
by saying what energy would you need to be hitting the building to maintain that lateral acceleration to keep you attached on the whole way up. Now the building is 234 meters high. Depending on what point you contact, I, I basically think that's not happening. Or you're basically doing some kind of Marvel movie powering through both sides of the building, um, which I would pay to watch. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, to, to me, it's, it's it, you know, you just draw out the free body diagram and you work out if you use the yeah. rockets just to apply pressures so that the, the bike can use its own power source to push it up. You can now work out the, free, the, the, the tractive force. And as long as that tractive force is greater than the mass of the bike plus the rider, the design would work. It might not have enough power to accelerate, but if you hit... If you went up a ramp and the ramp turned you so that you were parallel to the glass, you ended up on that building, you were in, say, second gear doing 60 or, or whatever k's an hour. If there was enough power on the bike to do that, you could do that. You'd have to check it on the way back down because bike brakes are not meant for that. They might need to be beefed up or whatever the case is, mm, um, mm. but it's not impossible. Yeah, the only thing is with the building be able to actually withstand the loads. So, you know, do you, now it might, given that, you know, there are actually quite severe uh, aerodynamic loads that these buildings are exposed to on a day to day or heavy wind or weather conditions. So I'm not saying it's to be rejected, but that it would be something as a sort of a constraint for a URS that we would need to look into is we cannot apply more than a X Newton meters or X Newton per meter squared. Um, of pressure or force onto the building or onto the structure um, during our ascent. And this is exactly what designers are supposed to do. You're supposed to come up yeah. with ideas and those ideas, it's very difficult to do this all by yourself. We keep saying that. We'll oh, say it again yeah. in 2021. Um, we'll also <laughs> you know, remind you how Concept 2 always wins. And yeah. what effectively what you do is you come up with an idea which you think, okay, I can make this work, this work, this work. Ah, yes, but what about the contact pressure on the glass? Okay, yes, let's find that yeah. number. If it's not a problem, we're still a go. If it is a problem, mm. ah, all right. Maybe then instead of pushing completely so that we are applying a, a, a download on the bike against the building, we, we go half and half. We have some jet engine propulsion pushing up, so we then have to mm. push less on the glass, and now we know what our limit is on the glass, therefore we have a design starting point we have a number that we can use because up until then we've got nothing mm. and we could start to iterate with okay the contact pressure on the glass is actually independent of the mass of the bike so now if we know that that's the problem we can then hunt for what is the world's most powerful lightweight bike because th that's what we're going to need is, is 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 the lightest sort of massive and and that's how you would go about coming up with just one idea i'm not saying it's the best idea in fact mm. it's probably not no, because no, no, no. you know you then think all right so you can get onto this thing and you can certainly get down it and then up at the top when you all of a sudden have to go from driving straight up to going mm, that's an interesting one isn't it uh in which case there might be a, a a problem up there unless the dude goes up and comes down the same side of the building but that's not exactly going over the building is it no I'm also now thinking, you know, do we need to keep the, the driver and the bike together? 
at the same time a sort of a you catapult the the you know the sort of standard jump you know the guy comes from a distance and he does an arcing projectile as he's flying then having been launched through a, a human cannon or something like that you then right you have the bark on rockets right up the side of the building he then catches the bike midair as it clears up the top and then lands the bark on the other end um whatever they are i mean there's also some horrific issues he's got a velocity in a certain direction that the bike does not so that means you impact the bike um or your your vehicle we're saying bike here i think that's that's something that you need to sort of be very careful about the definition of um yeah, and I mean, the, you know, the, the other thing yeah. is you could think of any any current vehicle which can go on the ground and you think, okay, so if we were to then take inspiration from the hovercraft, but make it, you know, mm. really, really small and cool looking for the purposes of the stunt, what could we do to it, which, you know, is, is somewhat out of a Batman movie and a James Bond, etc., mm. um, to mm. make it do what we need it to? And it's not impossible to modify anything to do this. You just have to, no. you know, have have a starting point. Of, okay, so we've got this motorbike idea. You can definitely go up the glass, and I'm pretty sure you can come down the glass. Problem at the top, problem at the bottom, down pressure, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what else can we do this with? And you just keep going. Well, I mean, that, that said, it is, I, like to, I like that idea of you breaking it down into stages. You get a, First, get your overall idea. So get a, right, the, uh, you know, there is, it needs to start, go up, goes across because we need to um, over, be over the building and then come back down, land and stop. The guy can't keep riding for the rest of his life or do some perpetual deceleration. Um, and then it'll take then each step at a time and build up. And in, in many ways, sometimes it's, it's a case of looking at what is the most critical part here. Now, what we've got to be careful here, as I say, is the critical part in some senses is that landing but the landing is in itself dependent on the takeoff. So we've got to get that right. And then after we've, we know roughly how we're getting up there, now let's pizzazz the hell out of it for that landing. That's true. And I think for me, you know, I, I would say, yeah, one approach is to focus on the getting getting off the ground and back onto it safely. Um, and if this was a, a group, I'd say, all right, if you want to do that, go ahead and come up with different ways to do it. But sure. I also think, maybe up at the top how you would go from if you were on one side of the building either using it or being next to it whatever the case is how would you get from that side of the building to the other side of the building what sort of mm. energy trajectories etc are involved because that's important too and that that might mean that what we have to do is we need to launch this thing and then we might have to accelerate so we can do that maneuver at the top because mm. a certain entry speed is required to arc up and over it um, whereas then you have to then slow back down as you come down the other sides so that you can make the safe landing we then have to play um, uh, sort of pick up sticks with the the correct launch and landing sequence for that and and then this mm. is very much machine specific um, with mm. what needs to happen at the top and you know, you work out, okay, so how many different puzzle pieces have we got here? How many different lines? How many different options? Now we've got 
you know and and, and you're constantly thinking you know, energy noise damage poor human being on board either in control of it or along for the ride um, safety of bystanders etc and when you weigh that all up you can see that there are many moving parts to this and this is not going to take an hour to knock out this is going to take a, a bit longer than that because ah we're going to need an answer but none of the analysis is mega difficult though mm -mm. You know, you're going to need and your high school equations of motion and uh, a basic yeah. understanding of friction and stuff like that. That's all. Yeah, to, certainly to start to get that preliminary design, you know, the, the, those equations suit you well. You're not going relativistic speeds. You're not suddenly having masses that are, you know, the size of the building. We're worrying about gravitational effects. We're not on quantum level. So those equations hold and they hold really nicely. Your, you know, your detailed analysis, if you want to use that terminology, is going to come when we start analyzing that the structural loads as we land, um, and whatever deceleration load we're going to have there. That's that's where your detailed analysis is going to be, um, and you, I think, it'll be fine. But I think the one thing I'd say as a, a sort of a, a maybe a, a tuning off of, or a sort of a, a conclusion to all this is with each of those is, is be careful not to get too locked into it. So when I started thinking this through, um, more when I, I think about how to do the, the project or coming up with the project idea, I got daftly lost into actually finding roads in, in Santon that lined up um, on both end with the Leonardo so I could take off on that road and land on it because I'd locked into this idea that I would be, you know, using a ramp, I'd be using a road for a run up and go over and I mean, I honestly spent about two, you know, two hours trying to go through the maths of finding what road would be long enough and the acceleration and ramp heights and stuff. When I hadn't even asked, do you actually need a ramp? Do you need to be going that kind of trajectory? Well, if we'd stopped and said, okay, first let's look at all these various ideas and okay, well, we could potentially do that. Yes, there are roads that line up, but what about if we went vertically and drove up the side of the building and drove back down the other? That whole extra analysis I did is completely wasted now and you've lost so much time in your design um, for jumping ahead and for um, not thinking it through. But I think that's uh, a, a finishing up point for this particular topic. I hope you've had a good one. I hope you have a good year up ahead. Thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.